0: Hello my friends! Welcome back! If you are new to my channel, I just want to quickly introduce myself and let you know I'm Dr. Bree. I'm a doctor of physical therapy, and I specialize in pelvic health, and I'm so glad you're here with me. I have a YouTube channel that you might have, you know, seen me on or found this podcast through. It's called Femme Fusion Fitness and Pelvic Health, and I have a ton of videos. I literally have over 700 videos on my YouTube channel right now, so... If you are curious about the subject today of our podcast, which is seven ways to fix your pelvic floor, I highly encourage you to go over to my YouTube channel and check out some of the videos that I have for you because I just there's no shortage. So what I'll do is I'm going to put in the show notes for this podcast, I'm going to put a link where you can really easily access all of my YouTube video playlists all in one place. So that's a really, really cool link for you to check out because that way, if you're interested in like my videos that are for pelvic pain and tension, you can just get to that playlist really easily. Or my videos that are about yoga or my videos that are, you know, workouts that are 11 to 30 minutes long or whatever it is, there's lots of different playlist categories and they will appeal to different people. So check that out. Check the show notes for that link. So today we are talking about seven ways to fix your pelvic floor. And if you did not catch the last episode, then you might be laughing a little bit right or you might actually, sorry, if you did catch the last episode, then you might be laughing a little bit right now because I referenced this. I referenced the fact that last week's episode was all about stop overthinking, stop over analyzing, stop looking outside of yourself for the answers, think less, feel more, right? And now here the next week I'm literally sharing a podcast with seven ways to fix your pelvic floor. So I know that it kind of seems like a little discrepancy there where for on one hand last week I was saying don't overthink things Tune into your body, you are the expert, and now here I am giving you specific tips. But basically, what I like to do with all of my information, my YouTube videos, my courses and programs that I offer, and even this podcast, is I do. I, I want you to get the basic information and then I want you to run with it and integrate it into your own life, take it into your own life, into your own body, and use it on your own so that you can apply this information that I tell you to various areas of your life. And again, you can just make it a part of you. And at that point, you can stop overthinking things, stop overanalyzing things, stop looking outside of yourself for answers. But, you know, all that being said, it is important to know some basic information. So for that, I have today's podcast with some really important tips And again, if you want more support and more help and more guidance, please do check the show notes. My YouTube videos are helpful, they're free. Or if you want everything kind of all organized, all in one place, my LIFT program is excellent for prolapse relief, and my OVERCOME program is excellent for pelvic pain and tension. So different, you know, organized courses that can help you out. Okay, so without further ado, let's talk about seven ways to fix your pelvic floor. Get a pen and paper, these are really important. The first one is to unclench your belly and your butt and to release your sitting bones apart. I love this cue to think about releasing your sitting bones apart. My friend, uh, Kim Vopney, she's the vagina coach. Some of you may know her. She also has a great book called Your Pelvic Floor. She calls it blossoming your sitting bones apart, which I think is really lovely as well. Great visual, visual kind of analogy. But the idea is that so often, so many of us have a lot of pelvic tension, and whether you have bladder leakage issues, or frequency and urgency, or prolapse, or pelvic pain and tension, painful sex, um, various things that are going on in your pelvic health, it's actually quite important for pretty much everyone, kind of a blanket statement here, even though I do tend to avoid blanket statements. But it is important to learn how to relax and release those pelvic floor muscles because so many of us are tight and clenched, and that is from various things. One thing might be the way we're, we're sitting too much. Maybe we're sitting too much. And often when we sit, we tend to kind of uh, tuck our bum under and slouch a little bit over time. We might have the best of intentions to sit with good posture, but then over time, you know, we sort of tuck our bum under. We're no longer sitting on our sitting, sit bones, but we're kind of sitting on our sacrum, our tailbone, like the back of our pelvis. That is going to tighten up your pelvic floor. So that's a problem right there another thing that tightens up our pelvic floor without us even realizing it is stress stress anxiety all of those reflect in our pelvic floor muscles and again this is very unconscious it's not something we're even aware of most of the time but it definitely impacts our pelvic floor Uh, the final thing that can really really cause tightness in the pelvic floor is if you have pelvic health issues if you have bladder leakage your muscles reflexively contract because it wants to keep the pee in, right? It doesn't want you to have an accident. Or if you have problems holding in your gas, like maybe you leak a little bit of gas now and then. Your pelvic floor muscles are tight because they want to keep it in. Or maybe you have prolapse, and so your pelvic floor muscles get tight trying to support and you know prevent your shifted organs from feeling so heavy and so low but the problem is when you're tightening around your shifted organs, that just makes it worse. So the thing is, no matter what your issue is, whether it's a traditional issue that's often associated with tightness, like pelvic pain or painful sex, or it's a less traditional issue that's associated with pelvic tension, like maybe bladder leakage or prolapse, those usually are associated more with weakness wow, if you just heard that, there was some serious thunder and lightning that's happening right now. (laughs) So you might've heard that. It was like an exclamation point to what I was saying. So those issues like prolapse and bladder leakage are often associated with weakness of the pelvic floor, but weak doesn't necessarily mean like loose and like floppy. (laughs) Weak sometimes can be because your muscles are actually too tight. So the first thing to do is release your sitting bones apart Don't tuck your bum under. Let your sitting bones go into a position where they're a little bit behind you. You can soften your belly, soften your ribs. Don't clench and suck in your belly, especially your upper abs. You don't wanna suck in anything. Don't be sucking in. You wanna release your sitting bones so they're not tucked under you. Your tailbone is not tucked under you. Release them back and let them blossom apart. So by your sitting bones, what I mean is your butt bones, like the little spikes that you sit on. Um, they're the official word if you want to look it up is ischial tuberosity, and they're the bottom of your pelvis. So those are what I'm talking about. They're not not your coccyx, not your tailbone, but the, the bones that you sit on. You want to think about letting them release apart, blossom apart, because your pelvic floor muscles stretch between those sitting bones, and you wanna release them. So that's the first step, is release your sitting bones apart. It's gonna help almost everybody. Okay, next tip is to give your, this is number two, let fitness be easier, let it feel good. Let fitness be fun. And move more throughout your day, every day. So what I mean, I, I, I'm saying here, give yourself permission to relax and also give yourself permission to have fun. So I'm talking about movement here. In this particular situation, I'm talking about movement. So some days, movement is gonna look like a yoga session. Some days you're gonna need to relax your body, maybe when you're close to your period, if you're still menstruating, maybe if you're just having a low day, maybe if you're feeling a little bit sick, maybe you're coming down with something, that's a great day to just do some gentle yoga. You're still moving your body, but you're doing it in a way that's not pushing into the extreme and pushing your body beyond its limits. On other days when you're feeling a little bit more spunky, you're feeling a little more energetic, do something very, very active, but make it something that feels really good and feels right for your body. Don't push through and do the, you know, CrossFit class. And I'm not picking on CrossFit, it just came up to my mind. But, you know, don't do that class just because your neighbor does it and really likes it. If it doesn't work for your body, don't do it. If it doesn't feel supportive for your body, don't do it. One of my Fem Squad members, and this Fem Squad is a group of uh, women who have joined my lift program. And so one of my Fem Squad members said to me, I was always push until you die. Now I'm breathe until you feel. And she said that because she would really started getting into yoga and meditation. And she's found that she feels better than ever with her pelvic health and even her, her whole body. I think a lot of people feel that if they relax more, they're going to lose all of their muscle tone or they're going to gain weight or they're not going to, you know, feel good in their bodies for whatever reason. But I found the opposite to be true. Uh, I I find that moving throughout my day, moving more throughout my day, just incorporating little hip circle breaks, little countertop push-up breaks, little squat breaks, little movement breaks into my day, doing some gentle walking and doing some yoga for me, is like the best way to maintain my health, to maintain my strength, my cardiovascular fitness. And that's not for everyone. Not everyone needs to follow what I do. It's just that's what works really well for me. Throw in a few dance parties here and there. And what's going on is I'm having fun. And the only way you're gonna stick with an exercise regimen of any type is if it's fun and if it feels good for you. So let fitness feel good let yourself have fun, move a lot, and also give yourself permission to relax. I think that hips up, this is kind of a side note, but I always am a huge proponent of hips up time, which is where you lie down with your hips up on a couple of pillows. That relieves pressure on your pelvic floor and it just kind of allows your pelvic organs to sort of slide back into place. You're just supported and you can just relax. I love doing it every afternoon. And I literally consider this relaxation time a part of my not really my, it's kind of part of my fitness regimen as part of my mental fitness and my um, managing my stress hormones. I'm gonna go say this again. Number two, the tip to help your pelvic floor is to give yourself permission to relax. And as far as fitness goes, you might need to let it be easier. You might need to skip the hardcore classes for now if they don't feel good on your body and they don't feel supportive for your body and they feel like they're making things worse. Skip them. Let fitness feel good. Just move more throughout your day and do things that are gentle but that are supportive of your body. So tweak your fitness routine and definitely include relaxation. Okay, the third tip is learn how to lift correctly. This is very, very practical here. Uh, I have a video on it, a YouTube video that I'm gonna link in the show notes. So I would encourage you to watch this YouTube video. But basically, this is one of the biggest things. Women lift things all day long and especially moms, especially moms of little ones or babies, is you are lifting things all day long. And so learning how to lift correctly, this is something I wish that young girls in school would learn. But basically, you want to make sure that you're protecting your back and your pelvic floor by getting close to the thing that you're lifting, bending your knees, you wanna hinge at your hips, you wanna keep your back flat for the most part, you don't wanna hunch and round at your spine. You wanna engage your core pelvic floor first and then your low abs, I call this zipping up, and you want to exhale, breathe out as you lift. Those are the main steps. And I won't go into it any further than that because if you are curious to know more, you can watch my YouTube video. But it's really important to learn how to lift. Lifting and transitioning even, transitioning from sit to stand, which kind of is very similar steps. When you transition from sit to stand or do anything that requires a little extra control in your pelvic floor and core muscles, just knowing how to engage those core muscles effectively and to breathe to manage your intra-abdominal pressure is gonna go so far in helping you live what I call a lifted lifestyle where you're not putting excessive downward pressure and strain on your pelvic floor. And these are the little things that you do all day long that really add up. So learning how to lift correctly and, and transition correctly is hugely important for your pelvic health. Okay, the next thing, number four, is breathing better. Learning how to breathe so that your diaphragm isn't stuck and tight and not moving, your breathing diaphragm. Your breathing diaphragm and your pelvic floor are very intimately connected. They work together. They work and play together. So we want them to be moving together. We want them to be moving and grooving. You you breathe approximately 20,000 times a day. So if you're breathing all clenched and shallow and high up in your shoulders and neck, you're not breathing effectively. You're not allowing your diaphragm, the breathing diaphragm, to go through the movement that it needs to then massage your internal organs, to really help the circulation move through your body, the oxygen get through your body effectively, to move your core muscles effectively, including your pelvic floor. Because if your breathing diaphragm is stuck in tight, your pelvic floor is probably stuck in tight as well. Your ribs won't be moving effectively if you're not breathing properly. So again, you have 20,000 breaths a day. Make them count. Make them an actual breath where you're doing a core breath, a 360 degree breath, allowing your ribs to expand all the way around, not just breathing up high in your neck and shoulders, not keeping it all up there you want to breathe down into your ribs your belly will expand a bit your pelvic floor will soften and release as you inhale and then as you exhale your pelvic floor will lift just a little bit so again your pelvic floor is moving with the breathing diaphragm. And I have another video on YouTube that explains this too. So I'll also put a link to my breathing video so that I don't have to go too much more into it here on this podcast, but just know that there is a connection and you want to breathe lower, get out of your neck and shoulders and chest and get down into your core with your breathing. It's going to help your digestion, your core muscle health, and your pelvic health as well. Okay, number five tip for seven ways to fix your pelvic floor is to prioritize your pooping. Fix your digestion. If you need to fix your digestion, this might take time for sure. It took me years to fix my digestion. And there's so much to this. I actually have an entire program called the Smooth Move System for Constipation Relief that's in part of my lift program. And it's really uh, not just recipes and Uh, abdominal massage tutorial, although that's part of it. But there's tons and tons and tons of tips and tricks that I've learned over the years that have helped me manage constipation, which was my main issue. And it affects so many people. So many people are constipated. It's a huge deal. And so it took me years to figure out what helps me. And I, you know, compiled it all in this smooth move system that's part of my lift program. But even if you have other digestive health issues that are not constipation, it's really important to prioritize fixing them. Looking into maybe food sensitivities that you might have, working with a a dietitian or nutrition expert or a functional medicine practitioner or someone who really knows food and can help you identify what's causing the inflammation in your system what's causing you to not digest properly not assimilate properly it's really really essential and also with that one of the reasons why it's essential for your pelvic health because you know that's what we're talking about today is because when you are either having diarrhea all the time you're, you're constantly going to the bathroom that can cause a lot of irritation to the sphincter, the anal sphincter. It can contribute to irritation and discomfort in the pelvic area, which can then cause your muscles to reflexively contract and tighten up because it hurts, okay? So that's if you have chronic diarrhea. If you have chronic constipation and you're always pushing and straining to go number 2, then that can contribute to prolapse issues, which is that pelvic organ shift where things you know, usually just dis- the organs slip out of position; they descend, and so that can happen when you're constantly, repeatedly straining. It can also contribute to issues with hemorrhoids, and then prolapse, hemorrhoids, etc. All of that tend to cause a lot of, especially posterior pelvic floor tension, because your muscles are like, oh my gosh. Um, you know I'm having prolapse things are feeling like they're falling out things are feeling like my, my hemorrhoids are hurting they feel like they're falling out all of these things happen and then they cause your pelvic floor muscles Especially in the backside to tighten up even more Which then makes the constipation even worse and makes you have to push harder So you see how it's like this vicious cycle? so if you can work on your digestion and work on going to the bathroom in a a way where you're establishing a routine. That's one of my top tips, is to establish a morning routine where you are giving yourself space and time to use the bathroom in a way that's relaxed. You're not rushed. You're doing what you need to do. Maybe it's a cup of hot water with lemon, or maybe it's hot tea, or maybe it's a cup of coffee. Maybe it's some hip circles. Maybe it's lying on your belly, doing an abdominal massage, things like that, whatever you need to do because everyone's different. Do it And then when you sit on the toilet, make sure you're sitting with your back long, your spine long, not hunchy, not roundy over. you want to put your thigh, your your elbows on your thighs, lean forward, hinge at your hips, and just breathe deeply down into the pelvic floor, down into the pelvic bowl as you relax the muscles relax the pelvic floor relax the sphincters ultimately you really won't have to push that much at all it just will come out okay so prioritize your pooping and fix your digestion it's so important when it comes to your pelvic health the next one number six is strengthen your booty in other words prevent gluteal amnesia our butt muscles can go to sleep really easily in fact I'm sitting right now on a chair and I don't like it. I'm actually going to stand right now. Hopefully you can still hear me in my microphone, but I'm gonna stand. I have a sit-stand desk. It goes up and down and I'm grateful for it. But so many people are pretty sedentary during the day, whether you are at a desk job or you just you know, don't have a very active lifestyle. It's very common to sit a lot and our butts can go to sleep <laughs> they can stop working <laughs> our muscles is what I'm talking about here and you know aside from wanting to have like a nice shapely backside it's really important to strengthen your butt muscles and keep them strong for your balance for your hip stability your hip strength I mean these are big powerful muscles big powerful muscles require a lot of movement and strengthening they require you to use them in order for them to stay big and powerful and they need to be big and powerful to keep your balance to help you with walking functional movements such as sitting and standing going up and down stairs like we need these functionally the butt muscles but also also they help to counteract pelvic floor tension so if you are tight in your pelvic floor which i've already mentioned so many people are then you want to you know work on number one of this list list that i'm giving you today which number one was release your sitting bones apart let the pelvic floor muscles relax but also strengthening your butt muscles helps to kind of balance and counteract excessive pelvic floor tension so you really want to think about that prioritize butt strengthening and you can do that through isolated exercises you know mini Little air squats. You don't need a weight. You don't need anything like that. But just doing some little squats. You don't even have to go down that far. I have a lot of videos on squatting on my YouTube channel. Um, you know, walking is is helpful. Hill walking, really. You know, using your your, your your hip to you to extend your hip back and press back as you go up a hill just keep the breath flowing and keep good posture it's great for your pelvic floor to do hill walking just keep good posture keep your breath flowing and really push and extend and use those butt muscles keep them strong stand up sit down throughout the day do little movement breaks in the bathroom if you're at work go to the bathroom stall and do some squats You know, do a little morning primer routine in every morning where you do some hip extensions, some leg lifts, uh, maybe on your hands and knees or on your elbows and knees, which is my personal favorite. It's really important to wake up your buns, keep your buns healthy, and that's going to help keep your pelvic floor healthy too. Okay, our last tip here, as far as ways to fix your pelvic floor, is the most important one of all, and that's to learn how to tune in and listen to your own body and stop overthinking and overcomplicating all of this stuff. The rules are very flexible. So I mean, these are some basic rules, I say in like air quotes. These are rules. They're they're ways to fix your pelvic floor, but you need to apply them to your own situation and your own life, and everyone's different. So I can't I don't know you. Well, maybe I know you. If, you do, if I do know you personally, hello. Here's a hug. I hope you can feel it. And even if I don't know you personally, you know what? I feel like I know you. I hope you feel like you know me. So anyway, just know that everyone's different. And you need to take these rules, in air quote, these ways to fix your pelvic floor, and apply them to your own life. And the only way for you to really know how to do that is to practice them and then to sometimes get it wrong. And like, maybe you're, gonna, maybe you're gonna think about the lifting one. That was number three, learn how to lift correctly. Or maybe number four, breathing better. Maybe you're gonna take that one, really take that to heart for a day. So maybe you're gonna practice that and you're gonna realize, holy jeez, I just realized I have not been breathing for the last, or breathing deeply, you know, breathing well, for the last three hours. I've been up up high in my shoulders, my head's forward. That's another rule rule that should have been on this list is posture. We want to have good posture. But maybe you had like a forward head. You've been staring at your computer. You've been breathing really shallow. You realize you have not even taken a deep breath in hours. Well, that's okay. Every time you realize that you screwed up, that is a great learning experience. And rather than just moving on with your life and being like, whatever, you can actually stop and take a minute to fix it to stop and take a minute and to do it the right way. Like with lifting, if you realize that you lifted in a way where your back felt hunchy and roundy and you were holding your breath and you felt all this downward pressure on your pelvic floor and it felt really, really bad and stressful on your pelvic organs, then don't just move on with your day, put the thing down that you were lifting and try again, do it the right way. That's gonna help you so much, so learning these basics and then applying them to your own life in all the different situations and tuning into your body and listening when it feels right and running with that and also listening when it feels wrong and then making adjustments based on your personal needs because you are your own guru. You are your own health expert. You can look to your physical therapist for help you can look to me for you know my information but ultimately you're the one that knows best and once you learn these basics these basic rules if you will you'll be able to take them so far for a lifetime of pelvic health so i'm gonna go ahead and say the seven ways to fix your pelvic floor one more time just you know the numbers of them so number one was release your sitting bones apart And that's all about learning how to relax your pelvic floor muscles. Number two, give yourself permission. This was my fitness one. It's kind of all over the place, but give yourself permission to relax. And as far as fitness, let it be easier and feel good. Again, I'm gonna give you that quote from the Fem Squad member. She said, I was always push until you die, and now I'm breathe until you feel. That's what she said. Okay, number three, learn how to lift correctly. Number four, breathe better. Get out of your neck and shoulders. Get into your core. Number five, prioritize your pooping and fix your digestion. Number six, strengthen your booty. Prevent gluteal amnesia. And number seven, learn how to tune in and listen to your body. Stop overthinking and overcomplicating all of it. The rules are flexible. And they're different for everyone, honestly. Well... These basics really apply to everyone, but how you integrate them into your own life might be different from how I integrate them into mine. Okay? So I hope that all made sense. I hope it was helpful. If it was, will you share this with a friend? Share it with somebody who would benefit from it as well. And definitely come back next week. I have um, I, I have something new for you next week too. So come on back. Subscribe to my podcast. And if you liked it, please leave a review as well. That really helps me too. So check the show notes for all the links you need. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, remember, eat clean, move every day, and you will shine brighter. Thank you so much for listening. And if this podcast was helpful for you today, please share it with a friend. Tell them you know what you learned and how it's going to be helpful and amazing for them to talk about this stuff. Don't forget to subscribe and also check the show notes for all the links you need, including how to follow me on Instagram and YouTube. And until next time, remember, you don't have to be an expert, but every woman should know a bit. We'll see you next time.